Hey, TSL fam, as promised, this is part two of our San Luis Obispo Film Festival coverage. Today we're talking all about shorts, features, adaptation, and a Q&A. Hope you enjoy the show. Thank you all so much for joining. Um, in my mind, uh, hopefully this is a chance for us to kind of unpack like really what a short is and what a feature is. And kind of, I think by kind of categorizing those and contextualizing those, we can talk about what the pro- process of adaptation looks like. So this is kind of a discussion, quasi-moderated panel, but I'm just going to kind of ask Meg and Lorraine questions, and then we will open up the floor for questions as well. Um, presumably some of you are here to hear about the topic. Some of you are probably here just for general questions as well. I think when we go to the Or Q- because you want a cookie. Or because you want a cookie. Um, when we go to the Q&A section, we'll go ahead and kind of start with like short slash adaptation related questions. And if we sort of run through those, we can just open it up to general questions as well. So um, how's everyone's festival so far? Good. Glad to hear it. Um, I will start by asking both of you, when you think of a short film, especially a successful short film, what do you think of? And I think specifically, like, what is kind of the purpose of a short to both of you? Well, the first pur- purpose of a short is to teach the filmmaker what they're doing, right? It's an exercise. Um, I don't think all shorts have to win prizes and go do things. I know it costs money, but generally, you know, hopefully they don't cost you an arm and a leg, but it's, it's you're cutting your teeth, you're learning how to direct actors, how a script actually, you know, translates, edit. I mean, there's so many variables for a director to know that to me, that's the most important thing of a short film is learning. Um, in terms of a calling card, it's a little trickier, right? Because it's not like you guys at home tune in to watch shorts on your streaming platform, right? There, there is really no place that shorts are going outside of festival circuits to be seen by the wider public. Um, even when you're in the academy and they put up the 250 shorts to watch, um, it, that's the only place you're ever going to see them, right? It's, it's, and once they take them down... So I always get a little overwhelmed, like, wow, look at all these shorts, and where are they going? But certainly going to a festival, they're a calling card for you is the best thing that can happen because you got into that festival, and there's buyers there looking for features, but they're watching your shorts before the features, and they might be like, who's that director? Um, Generally, for a writer, I don't think shorts are a calling card, just to be honest. If all you want to do is write, you should be writing your features, your spec TV pilots. Those are your calling cards. People generally don't watch a short and say, who wrote that? It's not what they're for. They, it's, shorts are generally writer-directors. Um, again, you should do it if you want to learn how your script translates to the screen and how actors fuck it up, as most writers think, and how the editor changed it all and all that stuff. So it's a great thing to do. I'm not saying as a writer, don't do a short. But it's really, an, uh, truly for a writer, just an, a, a learning exercise. Um, for a director, it's a calling card. And I think to be a good calling card, to have people, like when I was an executive at Hollywood, it's very rare, honestly, for someone to say, you have to watch this short. Um, but when it happened, it because it was so distinct. And it hit every single box. It had, obviously, amazing directing, amazing visuals, that this is a visual voice that has arrived. This person has arrived as a visual filmmaker, and he or she has such a distinct style. The story was surprising or so deeply moving. The 
acting performances that they, this director got from non-actors or like what, whatever it is that's being told about that you have to watch this. But even then, there's nothing that anybody in Hollywood can do with that if you're not immediately going out with your script. So if you have a short and it's won an award at Sundance or got it into the festivals and it's getting you some recognition and you're actually getting people calling you, they're calling you to say, what do you, what do you want to do next? And you can't be like, I'll call you back in two years. Because by then, all the other shorts have come out and they might remember, but they might not because it's Hollywood and they have the attention span of rabbits. So you got that rabbit looking at you, you're the shiny object. I really want you to have a script to hand them to Not say, the script of your short. It doesn't have to be. It could be. It could be. But it, it, it could be the script of your short, or it could be a completely different script, hopefully within the genre of your... Because, again, they're limited and narrow. They're going really fast, and they need to know. So if, you, if your short was a horror, and then you hand them a script that's a family drama at your grandparents' lake cabin, they're going to be like, and does somebody die here? Like it will break their brains. Um, I'm not saying eventually you can't make that quiet drama on the lake. I'm just saying in terms of thinking of yourself like a, a, you're a brand. You're, what are you selling? You're, how, if, you're the, if you're the agent or the manager or the producer, what do you think they're saying when they call their financier, their person, about you? I've this great filmmaker. She's done this amazing short. It's this incredible female take on a horror movie. It upends everything and yet delivers. And now she's got this amazing feature that you could read called The Babadook. She's going to probably get financing. Do you see how that works? Because it, it, it's a, they, they can understand, well, her, she proved that she can do it and scare the shit out of me and say something interesting and be emotional because it's actually about motherhood or whatever. It doesn't have to say have the same themes. I'm just using that as an example. So I, if you have a short... And by the way, it doesn't have to be your first short that gets into a festival. But eventually, as you get one in, I want you to have your TV spec pilot or your feature ready to go so that they, they know what they're putting this with. So I, th I think one thing I would add to is if you are writing a short as an exercise, it might be smart to pair with a director, like to go approach that short with a director just so you all are working together. If you're not going to direct it, for if sure. If you're not directing, like if you're a writer only, like Meg mentioned, as a learning opportunity, do as much as you can to work with that director because those skills are also valuable and transferable as you look toward your next thing. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely not a writer's medium, the short. I've, I've watched shorts and somebody says, oh, I've written this, but I don't know how much the director kept and I don't know how much the director changed. So... I can only really look at it from a director's uh, a piece. And I, I have used shorts before where uh, sometimes I'm hired to be a story editor or a script editor, and it's a first-time feature director and writer, and so they'll send me their short. And I get a real clear sense of what kinds of stories they want to tell, what their theme is, because it's one story. There's a very small story. And so I can follow that and understand, like, oh, this is about grief or longing or motherhood or so then I can I've I've learned something about that filmmaker that helps me help them with their feature um, I think at um, Pixar shorts you know most of the little shorts before the movies they're silent there's music those are generally used there before I don't know what they're doing now I've been gone for a while 
um, as sort of testing ground, as a proving ground for a director. Sort of small, low stakes situation. Can you work within a budget? Can you manage a team? Can you creatively get this off the ground? So that that's what, and it's visual and it's directing. Um, I've never been told as a writer to write a short and yeah, it's not, make it. It's not generally. Just write your features. I mean, I do think that, and it doesn't have to be this way, but if you're thinking of your short as the proof of concept for your feature, I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it's a good idea. It's, um, what's the movie about the drummer? Whiplash. Whiplash yeah. was, came because he did his short first. I mean, there's quite a few that you can go back and, and you should do it. You should go watch the mm -hmm. short of Whiplash because it's not as genius as the feature. Right. It just isn't. He's not there yet, but you can see it inside of it. You can see the pulse of where he's going and that he has an interesting idea, right? He doesn't yet have the right actor. You know, his camera work isn't quite there yet, but you can see it so that when he hands you this script that knocks your block off because it's so good, you can see why they were like, there's enough in that short and he wrote it here, we're gonna give him a chance. So I'm just saying, I do think proof of concept shorts are great. Um, you know, you have to decide, is this the first act of your movie? Is this the middle, you know, like you, uh, you can, some, I saw someone do an exercise once where they took a movie and they were like, go through this movie, a movie that's been made, right, out in the world, and what would the short be? What would the proof of concept be, right? And so it trains your brain to see Okay, if, if I started my short right here while he's running, okay, let's start it in motion. This is a guy running out of a bank, right? And I can see the people chasing him. Oh, so he's not the robber. He's trying to get away from the robbers. And then you follow the movie until he gets here and he's home and he's safe or whatever happens. And then you're like, I could end the movie right there. Like that is a little short. I don't have to know all the subplots and all this other amazing stuff that's in this feature. That is actually a great little short. So it, it, it might help train your brain to see what a proof of concept could be if you look at other movies and see if you can find a short film inside of them. And there's an adaptation is an important word here. You're short, you're not literally translating into the longer version of it. So I've adapted a book into a feature. You know, when you read the screenplay, you know it was from that book, but I've changed quite a bit. I adapted it, right? I added a character, I changed a relationship. The ending is different because that speaks to the story I want to tell around this. It's my take on it. So when you're looking at your short to adapt into a feature, allow yourself to change things, to break things, to think about it a little differently this time. Maybe change relationships or how it ends or any of those things because it's an adaptation, not a literal just lengthening of it. Um, which I, you know, when I was first adapting... I got confused about. I thought, oh, I have to literally turn this book into a movie, and that is not the case. <laughs> because a no, book is different than a movie, and a short is different than a feature. Fundamentally, their purposes are different from a storytelling point of view. Yeah, uh, yeah the book is just the paint mm -hmm. that you're gonna use to paint a new picture. And it's hard to do that. It's, you get your brain out of that, for sure. I mean, there, there have been shorts, I think they're rare, where it literally is just a piece of the movie. Um, like I've written, but, a, I wrote a short play, and I thought this is a short play. It's a one act, and it was like, no, no, no. This is a part of a longer play. You have to finish the play. Yeah, All the things you've put into motion here, you haven't wrapped up in a satisfying way. So that was not me adapting a, sh a short play into a long play. That was me finishing the work, which is hard. Yeah, and you, you have to look at your idea, and, and do you have more to say? I mean, it's such an obvious question, but you know. 
about these relationships? Are there more subplots here? Do you want to take them and go further? Do you want to see what happened before? Do you want to see more of what's happening after? Who's your main character? How are they arcing? Like, you really have to go back to the, the core building blocks of any feature film and see what the short is sparking of those pieces and now what you have to add, right? Or what you have to dig deeper into because this, you know, I've read scripts, full features, that I'm like, this is a two-act idea. It, it's not holding three acts. Like, the, you know, if you think about it, if, you know, The Wizard of Oz, like I said earlier today, is, is the Yellow Brick Road, right? Like, do you have your Yellow Brick Road? Do you have a whole act, which is two pieces, 2A and 2B, and a giant midpoint. Like, can you put it through its paces? And to me, structure is just your character movement. So does your character have far enough to go, right, in terms of those poles? And what is the main relationship of the movie? And does it have enough depth and breadth for that thematic to be prisming through those, two, those, those acts? Um, so I guess it means really letting it crack open. Right? Not holding on to it so tight because it got in festivals and people like it, so I need to do this, right? But it, that is a different thing, like Lorian's saying. It has to crack open and become its own new thing. Um, and we can talk about what a story engine is if you guys are interested. I mean, even when you look at um, the one act, the one woman show that Phoebe Waller-Bridge did that inspired Fleabag, that could have just stayed as a one act show as it was. She could have turned it into a whole play, like a, a, feature, a full length play or a movie, and she turned it into a TV series. She found enough in it, so that's how she chose to adapt that particular piece of work. So, But look at all those subplots, the relationship with the priest, and the, you know, look how much she's just using that woman's perspective. Because it starts with character. Because she's so fascinating, and that character can move through so many different iterations. Hey everyone, so the new version of Final Draft, Final Draft 13, is out. And you know, the question's going around, is it worth it? Is it worth it to buy or upgrade? And our answer is yes. So I recently got notes on a pilot and I wanna see how it works in my rewrite to move a couple of scenes. And usually what I do is, you know, cut and paste, uh, which works out sometimes, but mostly it means I lose text because I move so quickly. But the new version of Final Draft has this cool feature called Navigator 2.0 where you can actually just move scenes around right in your script. So without losing something, I can see what's working, what I'm missing, or what needs to be rewritten, or you know, if I have to lose the scene altogether. But it's really, really helpful. And what's most important to me about this is that I'm not losing anything. Woohoo! Yes. I am laying out a new project and I want to card it, and I can now do that inside of Final Draft, and it's now a super easy way. You can take those cards and then make them into an outline with a simple drag and drop. So it's just a great way to see the larger story that you're writing and get down the details, track characters. I just love it. And for our emerging writers, a great new feature is Final Draft lets you set writing goals like page count or timed writing sprints, which is super cool. So uh, we think the new version is really worth uh, investing in. So you can head over to finaldraft.com slash products to get the new version with a discount code of ScreenFD for 25% off. You should check it out. That's ScreenFD. S-C-R-E-E-N-F-D. Do you think it's fair to say, I took like a short story class in college and we talked about how the medium of a short story has a very different goal than a novel. It's, it can be a moment, it can be almost a scene. 
Um, but it's supposed to lead to some kind of provocation that when you read the last sentence, there's a turn or something. Would you, is it safe to say that short to short story is novel to feature? Like there's something to explore there in terms yeah, of- Yeah, sure, I mean, I would, I would think about that. I personally, and I don't think this is, there's any rules. I personally, like when I taught at AFI, I still would ask the filmmakers right doing the shorts, just what's the beginning, middle, and end? It's quicker, it's faster, your beginning and middle can literally be five minutes. <laughs> But if you really look at it, this character is, has a beginning, they have this middle moment, and then they have their end moment, which, when you pull way back out, looks like a moment, right, in their life. Um, like, I love that Academy Award-winning short about the lady who goes to buy a salad at the diner, and then she gets up to get something, she turns around, and there's a homeless guy eating her salad. And she's like, and she's like, what the fuck? It's all silent. And she sits down next to him, like, and he's like, and she pulls it, and he pulls it back, and they have this fight over this salad until he gets frustrated and leaves, and she turns around and realizes she's in the wrong booth. <laughs> right? So there's a twist. There's a boom. He's saying something about perception and judging a book by its cover and who's really the bad guy here. I'm like, he's saying so much. Right. But there's a beginning, middle, and end. Right, to that little slice of life. There's character, there's conflict. There really is all of the engine pieces. There's a world, there's a tone, there's all the engine pieces kind of of a feature. It doesn't have to be, but I think they have, there are such depth to that slice, if that makes sense. So I would push them to at least try to recognize within their idea the, the depth of, of the, all of that stuff that a feature would need. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Whiplash, because it's funny. I've seen that short, and I agree with you. To me, the feature is like a masterpiece. I think it's like one of the best features of like, to me, it's Damien Chazelle's best movie, but I, it is interesting because the short is just a scene he pulled from the feature. I don't know if I would recommend that, typically, as a proof of concept, because in my mind, you really want a short to operate as its own story, and I feel like the Whiplash short does feel like a scene. It feels well, more I think he made it as a proof of concept. Okay. I mean, I don't think he made it as a short to go into festivals, and we can check with Damien, haha. Right. But I, don't, I think he literally made it as a proof of concept. I mean, the dinner scene in Inside Out is a proof of concept scene. And when I came onto the movie, they had, they had and then they, but they would always never change it. And the, it was a proof of concept to show that you could jump between people's heads and know where you are. It's why everybody is want a single sex and why about, oh, there's so many confusions around it. So in animation, they have proof of concepts too, right? That's like, look, we're gonna jump in people's heads. This is a moment. There's conflict. There's challenge. There's blah, blah, blah. Um, and it ended up just being a scene in the movie that then we have to write around and backwards and forwards. But I don't know if I would shoot a proof of concept without some kind of incentive for the feature, like an interested investor or buyer, right? Yeah, no, right, do a short, but know right. that in your mind it's a proof of concept right. and it shows what you can do. And it doesn't have to be the feature at all. It can be something totally different. I think it should be within the same genre, ideally, but. Yeah, so okay, when you, let's think about taking like lunch date and possibly turning it into a feature. Because that's of course what we, I, a lot of you are probably short filmmakers, you, maybe your short's playing in this festival, and of course you're dreaming of turning, maybe you're dreaming of turning that into a feature or approaching your first feature. What do you think are some exercises that we should do if we've written a short and we want to try that next step of turning it into a feature? 
Well, I mean, you know, first, always have fun. And what would it be? Just a million ideas of where it would go. What are the subplots? Who is this character? What is the depth of this character? What is the depth of this relationship that you established, hopefully, in the short somewhere that I want to see keep going, if it's part of that? Um, does it have enough narrative drive for three acts? Right? Is the narrative want and the conflict coming at that hard enough, big enough, to that it's going to take me two you know, two, uh, an act of two pieces to even get through that conflict? Right? So I think a lot of it will become the conflict and the narrative drive of the story can move big enough, take me far enough to be three acts. And, and to start, you can just like lunch date, like what happens next? Yeah. Where's she going? She get here? Right. Where, how did she get here? Where's she going next? It's funny what does though, she want? when you think about lunch date, it's such an, it, when I think about it as a feature, it just becomes an incident. Mm -hmm. And like we said in the, in the last thing that we did, you know, such a big jump in your brain from an emerging writer to a writer is starting to understand the difference between an incident, a situation, a moment, and a story. Well, there's no stakes in lunch date, right? Like if she was in a hurry to get, like if we knew she needed to eat that salad or take that salad to go somewhere else, right? There's no stakes attached to it, really, other than I'm, I want to eat. Well, right? like is the moment that she realizes she did this, her wake-up call, and this is the inciting incident of the movie, and because of this moment, she is going to walk out the door and change her life? and give away all her money, and now here comes her kids, and blah, 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 blah. Like, she's gonna change something that creates such a narrative drive with such a big kickback that she's, you know, you're picking up Scrooge at the end, right? And there's my concept. Let's start the Scrooge the day he's like, I've changed, and then you're like, prove it. And guess what? Nobody likes that you've changed because everybody was making money off of you, and they would all like you to go back and be that guy again. And, you know, can you stay enlightened in the face of all of that coming at you? I'm totally making this up. So are you starting her there, or is that the end of the movie? Right? I don't immediately know the plot that could end with that kind of realization, unless this is the homeless man who's been her main relationship, I have no idea how to do it at the end. Um, my brain went right to, this is the kickoff for a, it's the inciting incident. You can decide, you know, what, if you take a short, is it the inciting incident? Is it all of act one? Where is it? Which is why I think the exercise of looking at a movie and seeing if you can see shorts will help your brain also see structure and all kinds of stuff, like how they, all the stuff that you could leave out and still get that moment, and then all the stuff that when you put in, it goes so much deeper. That's really wise. I, I'm glad you mentioned Fleabag, Lorian, because I feel like that show, first of all, it's brilliant. Like, if you haven't watched Fleabag, like, truly just leave right now and go watch it. Um, but, like, there is an element of, that show is an arced television series, but there are scenes in that show that feel like a short. Like, there's a scene where she's trying to get a bank loan, and she's negotiating with this, He's trying to loan her out, and she tries to take her sweater off, and that feels like a short. But what it does in the context of the show is it shows us so much of who she is and how she responds to that conflict. So that's probably a valuable show to watch to see how almost sketches of who a character is in a moment that could be a short can contextualize in the, in the whole thing, the whole story. All right, we hope you enjoyed our coverage on short films. Um, we actually have one more piece of coverage from the Slow Film Festival. After the conversation you just heard, we had an amazing Q&A with some great questions that really shed light on what it looks like turning your work into a career. So 
one more part of slow make sure you tune in next week for that and then uh very soon we'll be getting back into brand new episodes live with the team again in the meantime hope you all have a great week and keep writing